and we're recording. It is July 22nd, uh, 2020, the year that, fingers crossed, will be the worst <laughs> in my lifetime anyway, but let's see what happens. Um, welcome to the Dummy Flights of Fancy, I think that's what I'm still calling this thing, and I'm the Dummy, and join me on a flight of fancy. Um, so, what did I have to talk about? Alright, the reason I decided to do a well, I think all of these bloody recordings seem to be a little bit um, preempted. Preempted? I don't think that's the right word. Random. <laughs> I'll just say it's random. Is I was just having a shower, as I do, three or four times a day, which apparently is really bad for your skin, which uh, kind of makes sense. So you got moisturise and all, but I have a weird thing about smells. Now that's not in a oh, I hate smelling bad, or I hate things that smell bad, because everyone hates things that smell bad. That's not exactly unique to me. I just have a very good appreciation for things that smell nice, which I like that to be me. (laughs) So what I mean by that is, say, I'm walking down the street, okay, not really paying attention, and a girl walks by me, okay, and I'm not noticed her, knowing. As she's walking by, if there's a nice smell... Like she's got like a perfume or something that's like that's nice. I just, oh, it gets my attention. It does get my attention. Like don't know what she looks like, so um, but I was like, oh, she smells nice. <laughs> that sounds really creepy, but I do it for guys as well. Like if a guy's got a good um, aftershave or a cologne on, I just maybe go, oh, that must be a nice person. <laughs> I don't know why. Nice person. What's that got to do with it? But I have a good appreciation for that. And on the flip side, if I'm ever like halfway through a workout or something and I catch a whiff of like BO or um, sweat, like even if it's my own, it's like it really puts me off. And I just think I need to shower immediately. Like I'm not like a OCD clean freak, but smell seems to be one of the things that I appreciate. Like I remember um, I've, I've dated people probably longer than I probably should have. Probably because they had like a nice um, perfume, to be honest. I think it's like, I really like their smell. <laughs> relationship sucked, but it was, well, the relationship was stinky, but at least she was wearing a nice perfume. All right, I've gone off on a massive tangent. Um, and some of that wasn't, wasn't true. <laughs> some of that was just a joke, but I do like a nice smell. So that leads me to a bunch of uh, bloody showers. Um, throughout the day because I like to have a shower when I wake up to wake me up so that I'm nice and alert especially during this time of lockdown where I'm not allowed outside usually uh, what I like to wake up with a shower go get a coffee go to the train station walk what listen to a podcast or something walk into the office and obviously because that little commute has now turned into like uh, I don't know must be like 15 steps from my bed to my desk then the morning shower is important just to make sure like I'm nice and awake because I don't have to get up as early and I do need that time to wake up so uh, a shower in the morning love it then uh, I might have like a sneaky shower midday if I'm honest. No, I've not really done anything. It's like, well, I didn't really appreciate the first <laughs> the first shower because I was thinking about, oh, I've got to do this for work. I've got to do that for work. So I'm preparing for the day. So that midday one is it should just be like, right, okay, it's, it's my lunch time. Now I get to enjoy my shower. 
<laughs> what I mean by enjoy a shower is um, big fan of Spotify, um, which again, that's not exactly unique, is it? But I've been paying for premium for years, and I think like I don't remember when it came out, but I remember being one of the first people I knew who liked Spotify or used it because everyone was still like either downloading music or um, was still buying CDs and everything. And I just wanted, I didn't care if I got to pay for it. Like I just, I wanted to have something where if I wanted a song, I could instantly listen to it. Okay. I don't want to have to then jump on iTunes and only listen to it on my phone because I've got a Windows PC. So, oh, I've got, I could download iTunes for, I don't want to do all that shit. Okay, I just want to click on something quick and listen to it. So I've always liked Spotify. Plus, I've always enjoyed making um, making playlists. And that goes back from when I was in university in halls of residence. I had a... Where my room was in the halls was right opposite the... I was on the ground floor opposite the main stairway for the building. So everybody would have to go past my room to go up to the other floors. And there, wasn't, there was only one communal room. And that was on the ground floor. So you, everyone who like was going to be hanging out in the communal rooms, the big rooms. So there's like ping pong, a table. There was a, a pool table, TV seatings. It was quite a big area because it was just one for the whole building. There was three floors to this, this place. And each of the floors were separated by uh, gender. So I think it went boys, girls, boy, girls. Um, the split of the top one so everyone would come past mine so i just got into the the habit of right i just left my door open made sure there's some chilled beers and uh maybe like a shisha pipe or something and then i'd just be sat at my computer making playlists that's all i was doing and people would just see that as they're walking by and just come and sit in my room for a bit so like it was just always a constant array of different people, like people that would, uh, like my main friends would sort of be in there most of the time, and then other people would buy, oh, yeah, how you doing? Yeah, they just come in, sit down, they bring some beers in. Like, I wasn't, like, paying for the party for that thing. Like, it always seemed to be like a, I had some beers and stuff to start the day. Not day, the, the evening, should I say. And then people would come and replace them and just keep it rolling. So my room was brilliant. And I just really got into play, making playlists based on the people who were currently in the room at the time. If it was my sort of uh, more heavy metal sort of team um, with the people, then uh, I would play something a little bit more appropriate to them. So I'd like play a bit of... Actually, I'm not going to go into what I consider metal. Okay, Metallica. Let's put Metallica in there. <laughs> Um, and then if some of the more, uh, let's say, we don't, the British people don't really have like a jock or a cheerleader type of people. I don't know. We, trendy? Is that what we call them? I don't know. The people who like popular music. Sort of thing. So at the time it was like Destiny's Child and uh, Beyonce and um, I think we're a bit too old to be like emo. So... Like, there weren't really that many emo kids that came in and liked My Chemical Romance. So that never really hit the playlist. But there's just a bunch of different types of people. And I'd sort of... I'd change this playlist based on who was currently in in my room at the time. And that was that was fun. That was really fun. Because I'm lazy. And I didn't want to have to get up and go out and socialise. I just let people come to me. And then they'll come in for a little bit. We'll have a little chat. We'll have a little uh, little dance and a little drink. And then they'd, you know, fuck off. And then other people come in. So it, that was good. So I've always enjoyed Spotify. Now, 
that was a long tangent to go on and now I don't remember where I started <laughs> but what I was saying is oh no 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 showers and my cleanness thing so when I'm in the shower I put on Spotify I've got my uh my bluetooth speakers you know that amazon one that's always listening to you like i don't want to say her name right now because she's definitely listening but i like to listen to music i've got like a playlist from 2013 that was uh, i've been building over the years my favorites playlist um there's there's quite a lot of um on uh, uh, comedy cds so bill burr joe rogan uh, Brian Callen, Joey Diaz, Mickey Flanagan, that British fella who goes, oh, oh, oh. Jimmy Carr. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was it. I think it's Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, the one liner. He's funny. But they've all got um, their CDs on Spotify. So I just leave them on and, and leave, play it on loud, and then I can go and have a shower. And that's like, that's my, that's me time. Okay. Like, I, I enjoy that. Um, so that's my second shower of the day, and then, so sort of in the uh, at the end of the day or end of the work day, I'll then go and do some exercise, and obviously get sweaty, which means that I need to have another shower, and then I don't know, depending on how the night goes at the end, I usually do like in having a shower before I go to bed, but not so much um, now. But that used to be more because I would then go and do, do jujitsu which was a late night class. I get back about 10 and I have to shower after jujitsu. So I ended up having a lot of showers. Now, where, did, where was, where was I? <laughs> I completely lost my completely lost my train of thought. Oh, no, back in, back in, back in. So I'm in the shower today and I've got a, one of the um, songs on my playlist is uh, uh, Touched by um vast v-a-s-t i think that stands for visio audio sound technology i can't remember what it stands for but it was a band that i think it was an america it's an american band that never really hit it big in the uk but it definitely reminded me i love that song of touched it's got a very um it's got some kind of tribal singing behind it which is uh i don't even think i don't know would, that, would you say that was tribal? I, I can't remember, but it, it seems uh, it's a very unique sound of a woman sort of going. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, better. <laughs> so um, I, I was listening to that and it just completely reminded me of the, the what technology we take for granted these days. So that song by Vast... Uh, is touched and i recognize it because i used to be obsessed with the show buffy the vampire slayer buffy the vampire slayer was my jam like one of the most like embarrassing things of i must have been like maybe 13 no i might have been younger than that i might have been 12 but yeah that awkward teenage years where you're trying to be i'm a man now it's like no no you're fucking not mate no you're not and you sometimes surprise yourself by doing some really childish shit. And it's like, oh, no, I'm not a man yet. Oh, why did I do that? <laughs> and <laughs> what I remember is um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer had started on uh, BBC Two, the channel. And 
uh, it was on at maybe like 6.15 or 7. So basically around the time you've just had uh, your dinner or your tea or whatever the difference is between those, you bloody sods. <laughs> I'll probably get told off for that. I'm British. I should know the difference. So Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, this started in... I was very, very young and it started on BBC Two. I watched the first episode and they did a two-parter, which was Welcome to the Hellmouth Part 1 and Part 2 of Season 1. And it blew me away. Like, I used to be massively into, say, Star Wars. Before that, I was way into superheroes. And to see a character like Buffy, like a female superhero who can kick ass, like she's pretty athletic, the one that you kind of see getting murdered in horror films like she's always the damsel in distress turn around beat the shit out of those vampires oh what a that was mind-blowing i was like oh my god one i'm in love and two she the show is just amazing like all the characters were fantastic like they're just well played well played except for xander fuck xander a little bit that little bastard yeah, nah, it was the comic relief, I guess. Nah, you know, you can't, you can't get rid of Xander. Well, <laughs> so uh, this first night it came out, two parts. So um, it was roughly about two hours of viewing. And that means like I'd sort of nailed my mum down to let me watch this show, which um, we didn't have like a bunch of different TVs in the room, in every room, not like we do today, or you're walking around with a pretty much a TV in your pocket. We had like the big, we had the living room TV and my mum, she was the one working, she was the one paying the bills. She gets control of the remote control at the end of the day, as it bloody well should be. But I did everything I could to guarantee that time slot of, please let me like watch Buffy, please let me watch Buffy. And she let me watch it. And she, I think she actually watched it with me, to be honest. I think my mum used to, like, I say, like, she, like, owns the TV. She was very, um, as long as it didn't go over Coronation Street and EastEnders, she was actually quite good about watching stuff that I wanted to watch. She always watched The Simpsons. She even liked um, Star Trek The Next Generation. She used to watch that with me. Um, she, she's not, <laughs> that's not her type of show. <laughs> it really, really isn't. But... I don't know, like, she'd definitely watch these. So I think she was just wanting to spend time and uh, sort of bond with me over something I was really interested in. And obviously, when you're that age, you don't, you take that for granted. But, like, she'd be watching the show and then she'd make, um, she'd make uh, Jean-Luc Picard jokes. Um, okay, number one. Like, and she'd just say that throughout the day, sort of thing. So she was, it wasn't like she was playing with her phone because, well, everyone had Nokia 3210s. So unless you were playing Snake... Yeah, you weren't really playing with your phone. You were paying attention to the TV show. So my mum was definitely watching it with me. And so first two episodes, I was hooked. I was like, this is the best thing ever. I am so in. I need to watch this forever, 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 forever. I mean, I liked horror as well at that age. So next week, episode three was going to be on. Um, damn, I can't remember which episode three is now. It's kind of like a subplot episode, I think. I'll probably, I used to watch my VHS tapes of Buffy religiously. That I'd be able to tell you exactly what was what. Um, 
what episode, what season, whatever it was. Like, I know well, episode one and two is Welcome to the Hellmouth, part one and part two. Maybe the third one was the one with the praying mantis? The one that tries to eat Xander. But, okay, I can't remember. It might not, it not, it might not be. I don't, I don't have any confidence in saying that. But that was the one episode, and I sort of penciled in the time my mum i'm gonna watch this i'm oh, please let me watch this so yeah, yeah yeah and i think either i'd so i'd got into no it wasn't even an argument i think it was about to come on and i think my mum was playing a joke on me saying no no like uh you know you're not watching it this week no no i i want to watch something i want to watch this week we watched yours last week and like i was what I think I was around 12 I don't know Might be Hopefully I was younger Really hope I wasn't older No I definitely wouldn't have been But I had a paddy (laughs) And I ran upstairs Screaming She said I could watch it I remember being just sat in my bedroom In the dark Crying (laughs) And my mum having to come and grab me And go Dean was joking of course you can watch the show <laughs> but i was so young i weren't good i worked oh, no i couldn't i couldn't take the joke and i just like oh my god you you hate me <laughs> like yeah. i think back on it now i was just like you know what like I've, if that was me i would have done worse <laughs> okay if i was the parent like my mum was actually really nice to me <laughs> when i look about it like i would have tortured a kid <laughs> but um loved buffy and it's it like sparked off uh, a cult thing for me where i was just watching it i remember getting the vhs tapes which like these big things they had like three or four episodes per tape and i would just have them running in my room continuously like just all season one take one take two take three go back to take one take two take three just continuously watching just almost like background noise like it's kind of what people do with uh, friends now and netflix just it's just continuously running running and then like for christmas and birthdays i end up getting new uh vhs tapes or um i was getting them more serious so then they'd go into the the play loop and i was continuously watching them loved Buffy like perfect TV show like later seasons eh, the quality wasn't as good but still it was still a brilliant show I can't really think of anything where it sort of fell off I mean it's not like a season 8 of Game of Thrones situation like I could say it's a consistently great show but sorry I'm just taking a swig of beer and now I'm dripping it everywhere damn Man, why do I always feel that this conversation is one-sided? How come you never pick up your side? So, I was obsessed with Buffy as a teenager. And best thing best thing and the saddest thing that could ever happen was... Uh, the I told you that the Buffy had started on the BBC 2. What I didn't realise was that Buffy had actually started maybe two years previously on um, Sky One. So it was a, a digital channel and I didn't, we didn't have digital. We just had a sort of normal TV. So I didn't realise that I wasn't seeing the most up to date. Like Sky was ahead of by um, two seasons. 
or maybe for one season. I can't remember. But I didn't realise that. So what happened was there is spoilers. There was a part in season two where Buffy's um Buffy's boyfriend, who turned out was a vampire and then turns evil whenever they, you know, like banged, <laughs> shall we say? Um, he, she, she killed. She has to kill him. Like, and she, like, he turned good at the end, and she still had to get it done because he'd uh, pretty much doomed the world to be sucked into hell. And the only way to save the world was to send him into hell instead of the world. I mean, obviously, at the very well, not obviously, but at the very moment that she was about to do it about to send evil angelus off to the uh to hell um there is a spell which uh willow her friend had cast to restore his human soul so then he becomes angel again so he becomes good and he doesn't remember any of the bad things he'd done in the in the the uh, at that time he just remembers like buffy is like what's going on he's all confused and um but it's too late like he'd already set the spell up and the world was slowly getting sucked into hell that buffy has to you know kill him and it's like a massively emotional thing it was i was gutted i was like oh my god and even at the end of it we had this um she's had a fall uh, buffy's had a fallout with her mom she's had to kill her boyfriend i think uh her mates had her friends have been hurt because of uh, the, the boyfriend basically then uh, she just she she left sunnydale and i was like oh my god is this the end of the show like it's over obviously it wasn't but you know when when you're young you're stupid and what was happening was i was i had just realized i had just been told by my friend lee that there was um, a series on sky and it was a head they were like a season ahead. So what happened was, as soon as that happened, and he, like, I, I liked Buffy and Angel. Like, I thought that was the best couple. And, like, I really liked the character of Angel. It's like, that's such an interesting character. I mean, not as interesting as Buffy, but also kind of interesting because he, he was like a, it was a darker story for him. Like, Buffy was also bubbly and hopeful. And it's all about her the con- her contrast of personality to this evil world of vampires and demons and it's like hey even going through that this is someone doing justice and uh, doing the right thing while angel was a story of redemption of a vampire who did evil things for many 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 years and then someone would cursed him with his humanity and the reason it says curse he got his human soul back why it's a curse is because he had done like 200 years of evil like really bad evil like eating kid babies evil and then suddenly to have a conscience so to have his soul back he was tortured by what he'd done and it's all about his redemption of he's going to do whatever he can to make up for all the evil he's done it's a really good story like um there must be like all stories are just ripped off isn't there i mean there's what seven seven or eleven main stories and every single like everything from that is a variation of that story like all these uh oh man that's that would have made me sound really smart if i remembered exactly what that is i think i had joe rogan talking about it it was like okay Right, well, going back, I, 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 that was an original story for me. So what happened was 
he he comes back he comes back to life basically they like he he gets released from hell because you know he's he's a vampire <laughs> i didn't mention that right <laughs> yeah he's a vampire so he gets released from hell but for reasons we find out later but what happens is he starts to really in the last season he's in buffy he starts to really realize that he's like an immortal vampire who's done evil in this world and buffy even though she's a vampire slayer she's still just a human and she will he's not letting by being around he's not letting her live a human life as much as she could so he decides to like leave and he goes off to uh, los angeles and into his own spin-off show so that when i found that out like i rem- oh i remember like it was so sad when they left uh, angel left the show so obviously the season before he'd been killed off came back and was like oh my god they're back but it was like oh this is forbidden love um like they were really really into each other but they could never have sex because she's gonna like he's gonna turn evil like all men eh, ladies like all men and then at the end of the series like this sort of angel having to be like the adult in this because at the end of the day the the hero the heroine buffy was a teenage girl well a young a young girl a young adult shall we say but a young adult who was new at life and it's the first time she's been in love so she's not going to make sane decisions so she has to be the adult and even though it's the painful thing for him it's like she was his salvation he has to be the one to leave and then like they had this scene where uh she's he pretty much says like i'm not going to say goodbye and it's like as you can see her face just drop like they're, they're getting ready for the apocalypse like the end of the big bag battle at the end of the season as you go, he goes, oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say goodbye. Like as soon as this battle's over, he's not gonna say goodbye. And you can tell that she was just like shaking for a second, but then immediately went into army mode where she's gotta get the troops ready to fight this battle and everything. And then at the end of the battle, um everyone sort of uh, the, uh, the paramedics you know that sort of scene where everyone sort of you got one person wrapped up in a blanket and the people who got hurt were sort of getting medical attention and then Buffy sort of just looking around making sure everyone's okay and then she has this moment where she sort of realises something's behind her she sort of looks back and over across um, across the road is Angel and he's looking at her and she looks at him and it's kind of like this was their goodbye. Like he said he wasn't going to say goodbye, but he couldn't just go. And that killed me. Like, I know that's soppy. And I probably will talk about this at some point about how soppy I bloody well am. But that was in a beautiful moment. And he saw they're both looking at each other. She's not going to walk towards him. He's not going to walk to her because they understand they're not saying goodbye because it's too hard. But they're sort of looking at each other as in like, oh my God, like I'm glad that you survived the battle sort of thing. And it's like this longing look. And then he sort of just slowly turns around and starts walking away. I was just like, at the end of that series, I was just like, oh my God. Like this isn't uh he's been killed and could be resurrected because they want to be together. This is them being adults and being separated because that is the right thing that needs to be done. And it's just like, oh, that's that's barely reversible. Like that's ah, that was incredible. I was like, oh my god, what's going to happen? And I was like a bit. I was really upset because like Angel was one of my favorite characters. I was like, oh my god, that that's it. He's he's gone. And then over that summer. 
when the show had uh, ended, the summer came on, and da 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 da, my mum had got us uh, Sky TV, <laughs> so I was getting, so I had Sky One now, and um, I remember because on Sky One, during the summer, it literally halfway through the summer, which like I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a kid who sort of went out too much when I was uh, growing up. I always sort of stayed inside, so I've, I watched a lot of TV shows. Shall I say, bit of a nerd if you've not <laughs> if you've not <laughs> realised that from me gushing about Buffy and Angel. But during that summer, watching normal TV, I think I was like watching like Futurama or something, and the bloody oh, the trailer, the teaser. Of the Angel series, the spin-off, like, oh, you liked him in Buffy, and now he's gone to Los Angeles and blah blah. Which I can't remember how the trailer went, and if it was anything like that, I definitely wouldn't have watched it. But it was a really good trailer. I was like, holy shit! There's gonna be Buffy and there's gonna be an Angel show. Oh my god. Like that took my nerd level up a level. Like you got you you fuckers don't understand what that felt like back then. Like you guys have like you you're in the age of the Avengers. Like you've got this whole like oh you got Spider Man in films and it's like oh yeah now he's suddenly with Captain America and Iron Man and it's like yeah that's that's normal isn't it because that's good. No, that wasn't what we had back in the day. There's no fucking crossovers. I was like, okay, there's two shows, amazing. And in those two, the first season as well, there were some big crossovers between Buffy and Angel where Angel went back to Sunnydale in Buffy and was in that episode. And then the next episode, which is in the same evening of Angel, Buffy had travelled to Angel to sort of pay him back for coming to help her in the previous episode. And like that was the first sort of, like, universe it's like the joy the josh whedon that's the creator it's the, it's the whedon universe of buffy the buffy universe was like crossovers and i was just like this is epic like you have to watch them in order you have to understand to watch that episode of angel you've had to have watched that episode of buffy which it was on right after the show like of course you're gonna bloody watch it but i'd never seen anything like that never seen anything as a crossover as epic as that like, okay, I'm not saying that they created the crossover. I'm not saying that. Like, but I, I wasn't really a big fan of Happy Days. Like, I watched it, but I didn't understand, like, there was American crossovers. Like, Joni loves Chachi and, you know, others. <laughs> I think I've heard someone list them out. And I was like, honey, I have no idea what those ones are. I know the fonts and I know Happy Days. But crossovers very new concept to me so when they said there was going to be an angel series i was so happy but i didn't have any idea that they were going to do any crossovers and when they started doing them god damn but what i liked about angel was it was an adult um it was more of an adult themed like in buffy the vampire slayer you're following a teenager and then a college student um and then uh, a young adult like that you you're you're watching her while so she was seeing things from her perspective. While in Angel, it was, what, from a 250-something immortal vampire who's recently single in the big city. And it was all adult. So it's like, oh, my God, this is this is the grown-up version of Buffy. Wow. Um, so that was, 
like an amazing uh both of them were amazing tv shows when i was a teenager like i definitely went overboard like i will watch them i'll keep watching those shows like i got them on dvd and i will never get rid of those dvds i'll always go back and watch all the series every now and then probably like the rest of my life if i'm honest but Going back to <laughs> the Spotify list, going back to the showers, going back to why I started rambling about this. The technology. So on episode two of Angel, there is, they play that vast song, so unt- Untouched. No. Uh... Sorry, 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 I'm just distracted. Um, so they they play that video, uh, that fast song that I was talking about earlier of um, Touched. That was that song, not Untouched, Touched. And back in the day, I remember, because I loved that song. It was part of a... The, the episode was around um, a, a, a creature that... It's kind of like an STD, to be honest, if I'm... I guess. It goes into this... He inhabits people's bodies, goes into nightclubs seduces someone and as he as he takes them and they have sex um there's no rapey or anything they have to be consensual so he's like this demon goes up and picks up people from the bars and has sex with them and then after the sex has happened once they've sort of swapped bodily fluids (laughs) man i'm 33 years old and that still sounds disgusting to me. <laughs> um, then the, the the demon can pass on to the new person and the other person can decompose. So apparently this demon can only survive in one body for a certain amount of time. He has to keep jumping and he's got to do this. He's got to keep doing this thing where he's going to be seducing people so he can jump to the next body. And... Um, they have this little montage where angels investigating to uh, of angel investigating all the, the crime scenes and um what's going on you see in that montage the monster jumping from person to person like over a couple of nights and the police detective kate in this tv show i think she was sort of slated to be like a love interest but didn't work out because you know you can't really have a lunch love interest who's going to beat buffy in angel's world which we kind of saw later in the series with uh, Cordelia Chase. It's like, yeah, she's not, it's not the same. <laughs> but this montage, and at the and over this montage of the three different parties in this episode investigating and doing their thing, yada, 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 they're playing that uh, touched vast song. And I loved it. It was just maybe 30 seconds, 30 30 seconds to a minute of this song and I was like oh, that is a song it's amazing and there was no there was no oh, what is there oh bloody hell oh man my mind's gone my mind's gone completely blank Shazam that's it there's no app there's no thing you can sort of put on and go hey tell me what this song is nothing nothing exists like that and I don't even think back then I ever had a computer or was computer savvy enough to think, right, if I know some of the lyrics, maybe if I Google them, it'll bring me up the rest of the song. Like, that just wasn't done. So, for years, and I must be, I must be talking six years, six or seven, six or seven years, 
I continuously had that song of, I really like that song. I have no idea what it is. I don't know who it is. I have no idea. I was like, I had no idea what that song is. I just understood what the chorus sounded like. And that was so frustrating because I really liked that song. Couldn't put a name to it. And then, obviously, because I, as I said, I kept on watching these VHS tapes of Buffy and Angel, like, continuously on repeat. I just, I had that song memorised. I just had no way of finding out who it was or, like, who did it. Which, thinking back on it, if I'd been less stupid, they probably do put it in the credits. <laughs> I was okay. I was stupid. Yeah, we've we've covered that. So I just had no idea. I just always had it in my mind. Oh, I'd like to, I'd like to um get that song. I'd like to get that song. Six or seven years went by, and obviously I'd resigned myself to a while back, just being oh yeah, I don't, I will never know what that song is. Then when I moved to London, I was working in Selfridges. Uh, it's a, a department store, a big department store in London, and I work for their camera and TV departments. So it's, it's called Tech Zone. I'm not sure if it's still running now or not, but um, there was a there's a guy there I'm still mates with called Ash, and he uh, he he likes live music. So him and his mates, his sister, they always go and see live music. And because me and Ash have become quite quite good friends, like he was he was um, maybe. Maybe ten years older than me. I think so. Like, it, like I was a young student, a uni student. So I was like part time, and went on to full time work there. But uh, we just had like we just unlikely friendship, and we just we we bonded over things we like. We like geeky stuff and um, music. So he started inviting me to go to with him for gigs, and like he'd introduced me to new music i was like oh i don't know who they are and he told me dean you should get into vast like there's they're, they're playing um in london in like a week or two like you can you should come like i think you'd, you'd like them i was like oh vast okay um what what are they like what sort of songs do they do and i think he either gave me a cd i think yeah i think he gave me a cd and he goes, oh, uh, listen to like uh, track two. Like that's probably their most famous one. Um, but the, all of them are good. Their thing. I put it on, and it was touched from that angel episode. That was like oh, seven years it's taken me to get this. And I started, so I literally went and seen them. Like in two weeks later, after discovering them, who they was, I finally had that song. It was like, oh my god, it's that song from Angel. Which I hopefully didn't say to him because that's really fucking embarrassing. I probably wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have been that stupid. I mean, I'm still stupid. I mean, that's why I'm recording to, well, this. <laughs> but I um, I was so stoked. I was like, oh, my God. What are the odds that I could sort of get to know what this song is, this band is, but also go and see them live? So I did. I went and seen them. Uh, so I went seen them live. We were on. It was a two-floor show. So we were in the balcony, but we were right on the front of the balcony. So everyone was standing. There was no seats, but it was. It was like a bar. It was a bar gig. But they went on the stage, and oh god. So obviously that touch is their big song. That is their big song, and that's the big hook on that song, is the lady doing the sort of tribal singing. Uh, <laughs> and 
Um, uh, they're an American band. I'm guessing they didn't have too much of a, a big. Um, uh, it wasn't a, a massive production. It was like a, a local band, <laughs> like kind of show, and they're on stage. And obviously, when they start playing the song, people start recognizing the uh, the the strumming on the guitar, and it was like, oh my god! And even I recognized it because you know I watched that episode of Angel thousands of times. I was like, oh my god, here it is! <laughs> and instead of having like the cool tribal female singing, the main guy started doing it himself. <laughs> And on his first go, I think his voice cracked. <laughs> so he went, <laughs> and everyone started laughing. It was so bad. It was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> like after the first chorus, uh, he did this the verse, and then he got the second chorus. Like, yeah, um, I think he evened it out a little bit, but. <laughs> It's like he he was a very high pitched singer. That wasn't his music. It wasn't his um, his vocal range. So when he did it, obviously he misstepped. It's like and obviously I was expecting to hear this. Like I don't know. It's like a, maybe like a female would come up on stage and do that bit, or at least have a recording of that that part of the song. <laughs> no, he 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 did, he did it a cappella. Shall we say? Bless him. But still a great gig. And what was also awesome about that is I was with um, Ash and his sister and, and um, his mates. And at the end of the show, the drummer is... Um, he's got a few uh, drumsticks that he's obviously been playing with. He's throwing the drumsticks to the crowd. And he's looking at the last one before he turns off and goes off the stage with the rest of the band. He looks up. I look at him. He makes eye contact with me. And I sort of give him the old... Uh, like uh, The nod. It's like, all right, and then threw that drumstick up into the balcony to me. I caught it. I had to lean quite over the balcony. I was like, oh my god! Thinking about it, I was like, I could have easily fell off that. I grab it, one-handed, straight into my straight up my shirt. Okay, just because there's a massive crowd behind me and everyone's looking to grab this thing he was throwing up at everyone. So I grab it, put it under my shirt. Never. Walk out with Ash and uh, his mates and his sister, and we go to a pub and just having a beer. And we're just talking, oh yeah, it was a really amazing gig, really amazing gig. And then, like, I was like, oh yeah, 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 it was pretty good, it was pretty good. Oh, oh, did you see what I got? And then I pulled out the drumstick because they hadn't seen that, I grabbed it because I did it like pretty quickly. And uh, that was, I've still got that drumstick somewhere. Like, that was an amazing, amazing gig. And What's good about it is it has that big backstory which dives into my love of Angel and my love of Buffy and how this sort of built over this fandom I had to sort of end in this this perfect night where I went seeing them live, grabbed the drumstick. Well, I know it doesn't mean much to anyone, but to me it means a lot. So that was enough. That was worth a flight of fancy, I think. <laughs> so um, that was just an appreciation of amazing now like i mean i love my spotify playlist my faves 2013 is still my playlist i love that it's got such a a, an evolution of the music that i've enjoyed over the last seven years like it was a little bit uh, rocky to begin with then it went a little bit uh, indie and then it went a little bit pop and now it's like a nice little mix of different styles like uh, yeah and all comes from hey if i like hear a song I can Shazam it. And it's like, oh, that is such a thing we just didn't have back in the day. 
And that's a nice little ramble. Like, I wonder what will happen in 10 years' time. What new thing will be around that people are just taking for granted that just revolutionises little aspects of our lives? It's an exciting time. Which I think we need to think about in these uh, horrific times, shall we say, of things that could improve. Like, one of the things I've, one of the technologies I really hope does take off more than it currently is, is VR technology. The idea of VR, I did. I did computer animation at university and one of the presentations I did was about VR technology because I was learning about how they were pretty much just uh, using gyroscopes to sort of mimic so that the, basically the, the device can see what when you're moving your head and can move the, the, the camera, shall we say, at the same time to make it seem as if you were there and you've, you've got full body control. So having a VR headset as a controller, basically. Like, when I was doing my uh, my presentation on it, it was a theory. That was all it was. And I remember doing it. It's like, oh, my God, this is going to revolutionize. This is going to be how you watch TV shows and watch films. Like, you don't sit and watch from the outside of a box. You are literally immersed inside the, the show. And you're one of the characters or something. Like, like, hopefully we go a bit more that way. Like, I've got a... VR headset for the PlayStation, which I don't really, I definitely don't play with that much, to be honest. But when I do, it's uh, it's an amazing experience. Like if you don't get, have a chance to check VR out, definitely have a, have a check. Um, that is a technology which I really hope in ten years' time we're going to have a massive advancement on. All right, other updates. So I realise I'm fat. <laughs> So, very, very quick flight of fancy. Um, I'm fat, and I didn't realise I was fat. So, I kind of... I, I, I checked myself out in the mirror the other day. Like, for the four months now, lockdown. No gyms, no jujitsu. Like, that is my life. My eating habits, drinking habits, my bad lifestyle hasn't changed. But the thing that counteracted that has changed. So... First month of lockdown, I was very much into the fitness, doing things every day. Second month, very into the drinking. Third month, very into the online shopping. And these are all just coping mechanisms. But now I'm starting to get to the stage of jujitsu's opening back up. Gyms are opening back up. I should do something about this. Like I should make sure like I'm okay just so I'm not so sore when I start returning to training. And I think I, uh, when did I realize it? I think I just, I started to do some exercise, some stupid exercises, um, maybe just like um, lunges, and my legs were killing me, like that real painful thing of the three-day, or two-day delay, DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness, um, that really kicked me, I was like, oh my god, I didn't even lift anything, this is all my body weight, and then I started really thinking about myself, and I did uh, uh, a cardio workout off of um my gym's fitness app and i could i was sort of like bouncing around getting heavy breath i could feel myself getting heavy so i started looking myself in the mirror properly looking at myself i was like my god like that sort of gut you get when you've had a big meal that is my resting gut now like it's there like i'm looking at it right now it's like why is that protruding like i've not eaten yet i'm not i'm not even doing it yet I was like, oh my God, yeah, that's bad. 
looking at the, the old man boobs. I was like, you know what? I've got a, uh, when I'm training, I've got an all right chest. I've got an all right upper body. Where I look, uh, people look at me and go, okay, okay, he looks strong. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, they're like getting more boobish than uh, peckish, should we say. I was like, oh Jesus. And now I've started doing some training and my cardio's gone. Like I'm doing some like basic warm-up stuff I would have done and it, I'm out of breath. I'm doing shadow boxing now and after like a minute I'm starting to sweat, putting my um, heart monitor on and I, it, I'm i having to work a lot more than I used to on not, not very advanced exercises. And it's like, yeah, no shit, numb nuts. You've not been training. You've not looked after yourself. You've literally lived like a sloth as if you were on a holiday for the last four months. And this is this is what this is what happens. So people like are out of shape. Like and a lot of people who are in shape and they've always been in shape, or people are always training, they probably look at people who are out of shape and going, Man, why did you let that get there? Like what didn't you see that happening? Like just don't order that burger. It's like go for a walk, go for a run, blah blah blah. And it's sort of I started to realise it's not that simple. It is literally something that maybe because you're seeing yourself every day, you just don't realise that like, it's that sort of stereotypical of people who used to do sport in uni or uh, college or school, sorry, and they're sort of living off those glory days. Like, yeah, yeah, I can get back in that shape whenever I wanted. And it's like, and every year it's getting further away from that, and your body is adapting. It's like it doesn't care what you used to do. This is what it's doing now. So, obviously, I was doing it for comedic effect, but I am really concerned about the weight I've put on. I've um, we all uh, on well looking at the old kgs and my weights. I do kgs. I'm not doing pounds. I'm not American, and I don't really particularly like kilos. Is it the same? I probably just out myself as really stupid there, but I do kg because that is what they weigh me in when I go for jiu-jitsu competitions, and that is what I put on the dumbbells and the. Uh, uh, the, the the equipment at the gym. It's all in kgs. So I just like recognize that my weight, if I say I've put on 10 kg, I know what that looks like on a dumbbell. And it's shocking. It's like, holy shit, I put that, I, I put a dumbbell on. And I have. I've put a dumbbell on. Like, I think last time I, no, it's, it's less than that. It's, it's, it's less than uh, 10. I think I put on around 6 kg. Like, I'm, I think I'm around 97, 98 kg at the moment. And, yeah, I'm not... My my frame is not meant to be that heavy. It's not meant to carry that much weight. And this is one of those things of, if I don't get this sorted now, it just gets harder to fix it later. And I don't want to do that. Obviously, with the gyms opening and jiu-jitsu starting again, that is going to make things a lot easier. But that's been my excuse for the last four months, as I'm just going to wait for the gyms and jiu-jitsu. I've been doing something about it. So what I'm doing is I'm going for 30-minute um, runs um, after work. And then when I get home, I do shadow boxing, six rounds of shadow boxing, kicks and stuff, so shadow kickboxing. Um, 
and that just to get my heart rate up. So I've got a heart rate monitor. So I'm just making sure that I'm working, I'm moving around enough to get my heart rate to a certain uh, percentage of my max heart rate. Heart rate. And then I've got a uh, pull-up bar and I've got a, uh, a kettlebell and some dumbbells. I'm just doing body weight exercises. I'm trying to make sure I've worked out for at least an hour um, every day. Now, I've done this for two days, so I'm not exactly patting myself on the back. Amazing, like I've made an amazing life choice decision. But I have made the first step and try and make myself a bit more accountable. I'm doing those old uh, progress pics. So taking a picture every day from uh, different angles. So to so say, hey, <laughs> this is what I look like when I feel shit about myself. And hopefully I can see a change of what it will be. Now, I do have a lot of respect for the people that maybe like put that on a in a video or put it on Instagram or Facebook or whatever social media thing you like to subscribe to. Like I had um, a friend from um, who I used to work with. He did one recently, and he uh, he was quite a large lad, and he obviously lo- he'd lost a lot of weight, and it's it's very obviously during lockdown as well. And that's actually quite impressive of um, the, the the transformation. That I was like, well, good on you, man. Like, nothing but love. Everyone, nothing but love. But still, you're posting a picture of the one, like, uh, where you're not happy with the way you look. It's just like, damn, that guy's got balls. I mean, that guy always has balls. Like, if you're listening, Chaz, you've always been a G. And that's not my words. <laughs> but that's... It's something was like, right, I've taken this purchase. Like, I'm not doing it because it's, uh, I can't wait for everyone to see my sexy new body so I can put it on the gram because I really don't think I'd ever have the bollocks to put those pictures up, to be honest, because I don't want, because I don't think, I don't want that image in anyone's mind. Like, I hate that image of myself. That to have that as permanent, even though it's like a progress pic when it's like, look at where you were and look at you are now. It is literally like, oh my God, like the people that I respect and love in this world, I don't want them to ever see that part of me, which maybe explains why I've been single as long as I have, because I'm just, I'm too nervous of letting people get to know, to know me. But that's one of the flights of fancies I'm taking right now, trying to be a bit more positive when it comes to my training, get back in shape. Hopefully that turns to something good. Final fight of fancy. And as I mentioned earlier in this recording, I am a soppy fucker. Okay. What I mean by soppy fucker is in the last five years, in the last five years, I've, uh, I, weird things make me cry. <laughs> and, and like I've moved away from that feeling of, oh, men don't cry, men stay strong. It's like, fuck that. Humans cry. Okay. Feel, having a good cry feels good. Um, it's just the weirdest things make me cry now. Like I, um, a couple of years ago, I discovered uh, anime, so Japanese, um, Japanese cartoons, should I say? I know that's offensive to uh, the fellow otaku and weebs out there, but I like um, I like anime, and it's not in a oh I like sexy cartoons. It's a um, it's a medium which obviously the, with cartoons. You people associate them with um, like with children. Okay, so these are 
children's cartoons. While in Japan, in these animes, what they're doing is they're making fantastical stories and settings, and they're doing it without having to use actors. Well, to basically, the production of making some of these animes would be incredibly high. So you have to have Game of Thrones type money to make it actually happen. And animes just using cartoons instead of people is cheaper and less dangerous and you can do more crazy stuff and you have this weird style which they that's what they developed they desired this anime style there's a very very specific type style of animation and obviously hey i did compute i did animation at university i'm a big fan of animation and with the anime they um they do adult stories there's like these very sort of complex adult themes like scary ones sad ones uh actiony ones that you probably wouldn't want your kids watching <laughs> like it's either like dark fantasy or crazy stories or slice of life ones so slice of life is um sort of calm uh kids in school finding love for the first time and blah 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 sort of like soft ones but it's like really endearing like some real funny comedy ones as well but i would stumble on an anime what's great about them as well is they do 20 minute episodes 20 minutes so you can literally get through quite a lot of story no fillers like before i would be very much uh all TV shows need to be an hour. That makes it good. It's like, no, no. Whittle it down to 20 minutes and you get those story beats fast and immediate and you get what you need. Like 20 minutes is more than enough to tell a good story. Um, and I'd be like watching stuff like Dragon Ball Z or Bleach or these sort of action-y cartoon ones. It's like, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, it's a bit bloody, but oh God, yeah. But then I'd run across an anime there was a sad one, and I'd never see it coming. Like, Clanad. Jesus Christ. Wife die. Like, it's a high school story. Kid finds this girl he loves, and, and the whole first season's about them sort of coming to terms, like, starting to get to know each other. The second season, or the second show sort of thing, is, like, life after school, and they got married. And the girl, the, the wife, dies in childbirth. And then um, he, the, the, the guy, the, the father, like, kind of gives up his daughter because she reminds him of his dead wife. And it's like, he can't look at her and he can't stand because he's just, he loved his wife so much. So that his, um, his, uh, his parents, or his parents-in-law, were raising a daughter. And eventually, like, they set up a plan to get him to spend time with the daughter. And then he starts to real bond with the daughter. And then they start, like, really sort of finding comfort in each other. And then the bloody, the bloody girl, the, the, the daughter dies as well. Like, of the same illness in his arms. It was so, like, and just some, sometimes I'd find these animes that just crippled me. Um, your, your Line in April is also one. If you see that on Netflix, unless you really want to bore your eyes out about a girl who's got a terminal illness, who likes to play music, that oh so like it makes me cry now the reason i'm ranting about that which i'll probably go to more i'll talk about my anime obsession a bit more depth later but my fighter fancy i am playing the last of us the first game on the playstation the remastered one because i want to get ready for the place for the last of us 2 the first scene 
the first bit of that game absolutely destroys me each time. I put off playing this game for three year, two years since I bought the remastered because of the first scene, because it is between a, a father and a daughter and something very sad happens. And I just realised I'm sub as I'm sad and soppy. Okay. And that's part one of what makes me bloody cry. All right, this has been Dean, and I'm about to run out of time. Uh, dummy flies of fancy at Instagram, um, and dummy flies of fancy at gmail.com if you've got any questions. Bye.